Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. Whatever it means for you in your club, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Hello and welcome to episode 75 of We'll Talk About That Later. Um, I'm here with my usual co-host. Well, firstly, I'm Junior and I'm here with my usual co-host. Um, switch it up this week. Mark, how you feeling? Good. Well, well, I'm all right. Let's just say I'm all right. I don't think any of us are feeling too great after this weekend. Yeah, I was, gu- I was going to say... Here. I was going to say, this is the first time in podcast, in our podcast history, that we come together as um, all of our teams have lost. And it's, the fir- and it's the first time since 1998 that Spurs, Arsenal, and uh, Liverpool lose on the same day. I've just, I'm, I just made that up. <laughs> Mark, oh, believe <laughs> Um, next up, and we got also Abdi. considering the fact that considering the fact that Liverpool play Saturday and we play we both played on Sunday, so yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, Abdi, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Introduce Tanya because I've got some stuff to say about her. I'll introduce uh, Tanya when it's time. I said, "How are you?" Let's talk. I'm about good, you. thank you. I'm good. I'm good? good. Let's get to Tanya. Okay, Tanya. Why me? Tanya, welcome. Firstly, how are you? I mean, I've I've been good. Triggering a whole fan base, mate. Can't I've wear no- a PSG t-shirt, apparently. <laughs> I'm loving the PSG t-shirt, but what I have noticed, yeah, that has nothing to do with your PSG t-shirt, is there's something different in your room. Why are you glowing? Tell us what's behind your phone. Oh! You, 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 know you have transcended, haven't you? <laughs> do you know what? It's my vanity mirror. Mm. So it's got, like, all these different lighting settings. So I just turned it on. Ooh, See, look, now right. it's a bit more warm. And then the I got, can't I got see any of this. One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Tanya, um, how's your podcast world tour going? Oh my god, you not need to. <laughs> you can talk about man. how how big time you become now. Yeah. Well, you know, guys, what can I say? I mean, I'm I'm moving up in the world, you know. Getting oh invited god. onto shows, oh. you know. Basically, you basically what just said we're caught on a barrel. <laughs> 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 caught on a barrel. No. Yeah. Of hey, 
Mark, <laughs> it's interesting you say that because I was going to say that Tanya's rise is, is kind of um, similar to Gareth Bell's. You know, when he started at Tottenham, he was a left back and he was so close to being sold to Birmingham. And then all of a sudden, he's like... Is that what, you, is that what you're saying about Tanya's early podcast appearances? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the verge of being released. <laughs> <laughs> Almost sold to a new podcast. And then... And now she's captain of our of our podcast. And she's about... She's looking for the Real Madrid of the podcast the thing world. is, yeah. She's so big time nowadays. She doesn't even tell us about her podcast appearances. I had to find out on her Twitter. I don't even know what was going on. Do you know what? I just feel like you guys have heard it all before from me, though. Like, you've heard all of my rants about Spurs. So, mm. unless you want to keep watching me rant all the time, I'll, no, I'll let no. you guys know. But, but Tanya, like what I said in the group chat, yeah, you have to reserve the, the premium content for this platform here. You, you <laughs> oh, can't be cool. just giving away the, fr- like, you can't be giving away the bulk of the Tanya deal. <laughs> Just freely like that, you know? It needs to be on the WTHL network. There's lots of Tanya to go around, Gina. No, 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 no. We want the premium content here. As you mentioned, as you mentioned earlier, when you posted a picture of you in your new PSG top, so Tanya's wearing the pink and purple new PSG top. The Jordan. She She posted it on Twitter. And then a bunch of losers got got back to her and started getting onto her because she's not a proper Spurs fan. You're a fake fan, mate. This I is what never I... thought it would get that reaction, you know. Like it's actually mad, but it, it started a whole conversation just about people in general owning kits. Like it's a thing. Like oh, I've seen yeah. you, Junior, wear PSG kit. Exactly. I'm sure you guys own other kits as well. Like it's not. No, do you? You're not you proper Arsenal. Why don't you go join them, mate? Off you go. Off you go. I know. I know people with season tickets at respective clubs who who have. Tops because it's it's a thing, and it's not it's not a bad thing, and it's not something to be criticised. If you like a top, go and you buy would it. have thought, yeah, you would have thought that Tanya was wearing an Arsenal top with Pochettino. Oh, yeah, trust exactly. Look, there's, a diff- there's a difference there, and I and I kind of get maybe I, I personally probably wouldn't buy another English club's shirt unless they were in line the leagues, and I and I thought yeah. you know what yeah. that's one for the collection. But overseas, <laughs> I don't see the harm at all. At all. I was nah, just going to say, like, I've got, um, uh, like, a collection of Arsenal tops from, like, 1998. Uh, so every home every home mm. top since 1998. But I also have a collection of other football shirts as well. But I don't have any other English tops. I've only exactly. got, like, I've got teams from Brazil, from Spain, from Italy, from France. So I don't think it matters as long as it, like, if I was rocking, like, if I was Drake, and I'm rocking Man City, <laughs> Chelsea, Liverpool tops. That's moving crazy. And I'm yeah, that's moving mad. But yeah, as... no, not really, not really, because he doesn't give a toss about anything. No, but so I'm saying, fashion. if I said, I said, if I'm moving like Drake, like, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. but I'm not. So, mm. um, so Tanya, like go buy, go buy nice all kit. the PSG kits, man. Come on. Oh, Let's... listen, I will. And if I want to have an affiliation with Poch, I damn well will. Okay, I don't <laughs> see why I can't because you that tell manager. Him. Is a legend. I'm telling you, the things he's done for this club, I'm I'm always gonna have a soft spot for him. I always am. So, I mean, yeah. legend legends a bit too far. I mean, if we're if we're to gonna me, he's a legend. have, I mean, legends only legends relative to the club, in it. So fair, fair. Then we can't oh we God. can't ever say that <laughs> don't have legends because it's relative to the club. Yeah, I mean, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, they're just blokes, in it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm going to start this a bit different. Um, I've seen a lot of 
talk on social media other than Tanya's um, her new football kit collection. I've seen a lot of talk about a new Ronaldo Messi um, kind of rivalry. Um, so I wanted I and listen, I don't want to compare both because we can sit here and I, and I'm sure we can say for what for definite that one is better than the other. But I just want to get your early take on Mbappe and Haaland, the new football dynasty. Like, what do we think? Like, already, um, they are the first um, the first players to score 18-plus goals um, at, b- before 21 or something like that, I, saw, I was reading, um, for the ch- in the Champions League, sorry. Uh, plus, and plus, Haaland, since he came last season, he's played, um, when he started with Salzburg, he's played 71 games and he scored 72 goals in Europe uh, like it's just a something crazy. are you kidding me um and obviously we all know Mbappe uh, blew blew the world cup away and he's been killing it for Monaco in his debut season knocking out Man City remember him scoring at the Etihad um he's amazing for PSG as well I just wanted to get your your guys takes because obviously last week in the Champions League Mbappe scores a hat-trick and then <laughs> the very next day Haaland goes and <laughs> And scores two excellent goals against Sevilla. So, yeah. Yes, it's an interesting one. And he said after that game as well that seeing Mbappe score the hat-trick actually motivated him more so. So, mm. whether that whether it's something that they kind of think, you know what, it mm. could be us too. I don't know. But there's, there's one thing for sure is that Haaland, for me, will be the kind of CR7 of them in the fact that he will continuously score goals and get numbers. For me, there's no doubt about that. I see him getting 40-plus a season, seasons in a row. I really see that as he starts to kind of get older. Um, and Mbappe is just Mbappe, isn't he? Mm. Uh, otherworldly, almost, Mbappe. Mm-hmm. They, if they were playing in the same team, Oy. Haaland would be washing Mbappe's boots, is what I'm saying, yeah? <laughs> really? Oh. No, no, no. He's a quality player. Don't get me wrong. He's a killer. He's a killer in front of goal. One of them is, uh, you know, went to the World Cup, smashed it all up, scored in the final. He's he's already a world-class player, like a seasoned world-class player. He's been a world-class player for about three years now, and he's, what, 21, 22. So um, I think they're both quality players, but when you talk about generational there's only one player of this generation who is generational and that's Mbappe. And that's my opinion. Um, you know, like people have this, the generational thing, but isn't generation just for their age? So if you're 21 and every player who's the same age, that's that generation. No, no, no. 20. I think, gen, gen, well, like we're all the same generation technically, but we're all different ages. No? So I wouldn't say just for your age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just posing the question. I would no. Nah, I think my gen, my general opinion is Mbappe is a lot further. You talk about Ronaldo, and well, um, Haaland being similar to Ronaldo. I'll say Mbappe is a lot more similar similar to Ronaldo to me because one, mm. he's got the physical presence. He's mm. obviously super quick, strong, plays in the wing, killer in front of goal. Um, but you know, obviously, he's. I, I just feel like he's got a lot more to his game than Haaland does. Yeah. yeah, well, just to just to clarify there, just quickly, is that I wasn't by far not comparing the two game styles of mm-hmm. Ronaldo and Haaland. I just meant yeah. statistically speaking, I think Haaland will produce Ronaldo numbers, and yeah, that's yeah. what I meant by the comparison is that Messi is a much better footballer than Ronaldo, mm-hmm. but 
Ronaldo consistently produces numbers that can't be argued against. Mm. And that's where mm. I think the argument with Haaland and Mbappe will go. Haaland won't let Mbappe kind of move so far ahead of him as the only talent, like the only generational talent in world football. Because if he keeps producing numbers, like insane numbers, then that's where I think he's the, the kind of Ronaldo. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I completely, I saw... But, I, I but lads, lads, like, like Rio Ferdinand said, just enjoy it, you know? We don't need to compare yeah, exactly. the two. Just enjoy them. Yeah, that's and, the same oh, I feel like when people compare like Saka and Messi, I'm like, just enjoy both of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It started early. But I just I just brought it up because I just yeah. um I just thought it was interesting, the conversation that I already saw. But it's just great to see, you know, obviously Haaland's 20 um Mbappe's 22 so it's just going to be amazing to like moving forward like just getting to enjoy both of them like growing and and so we we got to experience Messi and Ronaldo and I don't think that Eva will maybe get to I don't know maybe Mbappe can can reach the Ronaldo and Messi kind of thing but I just enjoyed them too um mm. What what I will say to to end that conversation is that I I really think Mbappe will have two World Cups by the end of his career. And that, for me, when you look back on someone's career, is a real game changer when you reflect. I I feel like um, poor Haaland, like playing for like a, air quotes, lesser nation in the football world where it's like the likelihood of him getting to a World Cup is in of itself a successful um campaign for Norway to get to the World Cup. Um so like they should be allowed to get like do transfers from nations. <laughs> <laughs> In it. That that would be dangerous because Dubai have a lot of money. So like... Oh then I guess yeah exactly well, Dubai would be the spot wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's where all the influences went during lockdown. Anyway, um <laughs> let's let's get into it. Uh, Mark, sorry, we have to come to you first. Uh, our spotlight game was the Merseyside derby. This was a big game for both Liverpool and Everton. One, this was Everton's biggest chance to beat Liverpool um, in a long, long time as Liverpool have been so dominant. This is this probably uh, provided the best chance for them to do so, an informed Everton team. And um, Liverpool really needed to kickstart some form. And what better place to do it than a derby but I just wanted to get your thoughts on the game on the result another injury uh yeah just Mm. let's hear what you got to say yeah um so that was episode 75 um thank you thank you you for joining us Mark never does the outros Um, and as usual, we will look uh, forward to producing some more content for you next week. <laughs> nah, um, listen, I, I'll, I'll be frank um, because recently I've been um, I've been optimistic that maybe that we'll, we'll start to kind of change our fortune and, and produce results as well as performances. But on the weekend, uh, last last week, I said that. The performances were kind of there, the results not so. On the weekend, the performance wasn't there. The result wasn't there. It wasn't good enough at all. I didn't see the Liverpool that I've kind of come to know and love in the past two or three years. In fact, I I saw the complete opposite. Um, And in a derby game, that's really disappointing. So at this point, um, I don't think we'll get Champions League football. 
Uh, I'd rather miss. I'd rather miss out on Europa League altogether. Look, the way injuries are going, well, our three main centre backs are out for the season. Mm. Fabinho and Henderson, who are there to to cover, um, are out. We've got a, a kind of untried and untested twenty-year-old who's played a season with Schalke. Uh, we've got Nat Phillips, who we were ready to sell to Swansea last summer, and Ben Davies, who we brought from a Championship club in January. So, for me, the optimism is gone. I'm ready for this season. I'm really ready for this season to end. Um, and yeah, can we just null and void it now? <laughs> just <laughs> listen. I'm sure you can all agree. But I, I think I have to. Firstly, I have to give credit to Carlo Ancelotti because I think he won that game for Everton. The way they set up, he knew exactly how to make it difficult for us. I mean, it's not difficult. The blueprints there. You look at the past two months. Every single game we've played, bar Leipzig and the Champions League, has been difficult for us because mm-hmm. teams know how to set up. Um, yeah. And Carlo Ancelotti did that so well. He really kind of narrowed his team in, dominated the middle of the pitch, three centre-backs, um, and and he won them the game for me. Obviously, Everton were good. Tom Davies was good. Mm. Um, and we and we won. So, Mark, just just a quick question. You, you, you mentioned um, the one anomaly there, which was the Leipzig game. And so I just want to... Because obviously we all think that, um, and we've had this conversation before, that Nagelsmann is a top manager. What what do you think he didn't do that the other man- managers have been able to do in order to get one over on Liverpool? Especially because obviously um, the Champions League is, is set to be like a higher um, level than maybe the Premier League. Obviously, it depends on your position because Man City usually get like whoever... Um, in the groups in the knockout stages, but um, what what do you think that um, was it? Maybe Liverpool who did something different, or do you think Nagelsmann didn't? Do you think Nagelsmann missed a trick? Uh, well, yeah, good question. The honest truth is, is that he he just didn't set up to sit back with ten men behind the ball, and that was his mistake because the blueprint was there. You, mm. if you set up to frustrate us now with the personnel mm. we've got and the lack of options from the bench, if we don't put one away. We're struggling to score one as it is per game. Mm. So, listen, you know you can come to Anfield now or we can come to your place. And if you get a goal, you can sit back, frustrate us. And the form we're in at the moment, one goal is probably enough. Mm. And I just don't think Leipzig and Nagelsmann kind of approached it that way. I think he he wanted to attack that game Mm. and really put a statement out there. Didn't work, but our two goals were were kind of their errors. So we weren't great on the night Mm. either. Mm. Yeah, that's I feel true. like you're better at, um, better away from home than you're at, at home at the moment. You've lost, mm. you know, obviously you lost four in advance. Like you did beat um, Spurs and West Ham. You were pretty much dominant against Leicester until mm-hmm. the capitulation, yeah. and then you were like, although the two goals against Leipzig were both errors, you were pretty much dominant from start to f- finish. You know, they didn't really trouble you much. Um, but um, I don't know what's going on at Anfield at the moment, man. It was just yeah. Um, yeah. Liverpool. I just look at them and I just think the players are. It's 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 playing on their minds that there's so many like they're that Liverpool are in a bad rut right now. Like the confidence is so low, and then there's there's the burden on the players that are playing all the time now. So mm-hmm. the fact that you have to play the likes of Henderson in midfield and Genie has to play every game. You've got Robertson and, and Trent playing every game. Salah and Mane playing every game because you have to play your best players to, to get out of this bad exactly. form you've got. And so the fact that all of these... And then, you know, they're just expected to perform. 
they then you know people aren't really thinking about although you have got loads of injury, you aren't thinking about the players who are playing all the time the fact that they might be low on confidence and they might be out of form and they might be yeah. feeling the pressure of playing all the time as well so um exactly. i've never seen a team shake this much i was saying in the group earlier on liverpool must have had some judges done on them <laughs> because i've never yeah. seen a team with five set well three center backs and two makeshift center backs out yeah. all at the same time and then yeah. uh, compound that with all the like what you were just saying like the loss of form and the loss of confidence it just mm-hmm. all seemed to happen all at once. And Liverpool have like... Because usually, like, a couple of players will come out of form, but then, you know, the rest of the team are okay. And then you can just jiggle some um, some bits around and, and, and that kind of stuff. And you can mm-hmm. come out of that situation better. But everything has just seemed to just go wrong for Liverpool. Like, And the yeah. bench is looking really weak as well because the bench players, the, the good options off the bench have to stop. Mm-hmm. So the likes of Curtis Jones... You know, you can have Milner off the bench. You can have, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, all of these little options that, that they're having to... And then, But, like, to be fair, I do think you are very... Obviously, you, you, without Jota, you are really weak in attacking positions yeah. without the, yeah. after the front three. Yeah. Thankfully, he is back. He's just back in training this week. He's been doing some individual stuff for two weeks um, and back in team training this week. So I think Leipzig's mm-hmm. second leg will be on the bench, which is only good news for us because he is the one at the moment who offers a bit of unpredictability. There's there's mm-hmm. no unpredictability in this Liverpool team at the moment. Um, it is use your fullbacks as the creative force, uh, have hard work in midfielders um, and, and get the goals from the front three. The goals from the front three have dried up. The service is there, I'll be honest, from the fullbacks, but the midfield aren't creating enough. We, we need to try something new. I'd like to see maybe a switch from 4-3-3 to 4-2-3-1, have an extra body up there. Mm. something something that throws teams off guard and, and kind of means they've got to set up a little mm. differently but what I will I just want to kind of end on because Tanya asked me earlier in a group chat why or how am I so level-headed at the moment and when is she going to see a big like when is she going to see that's what I want from you Mark I no, want a rant from you <laughs> I tell you why the reason I can keep so level-headed right is because if you took the Liverpool from last season and put them in this league exactly where we're at now we'd be 14 points above Man City and 24 points above Man United. This Liverpool team is not bad. That's mm. why I'm saying I'm prepared to put this season behind me. Next season, we go again when we've got everyone fit. This Liverpool team is actually one of the best teams in the world at the moment on its day. Mm. But confidence is shot. Too many players are missing. And like I said, it, it's going to be very, very hard for us to finish in the top four. But the team, everyone is still there from the last few seasons it's not they haven't just turned into bad players overnight there's a, just a culmination of so many factors nothing's going our way at the moment I, I, I believe we'll come out of this but this season has been the most frustrating in a long time well Mark you asked you answered a question I was going to ask so I think which was what would you do differently but you've already answered that so well said and let's give it let's give, we... give, give everything yeah. credit yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 definitely. for sure it's, we got um, Don Carlo, yeah. Ancelotti, bro. I absolutely adore the guy. He's so cute. Like, he's like, I call <laughs> him like my granddad. Like, he, he, he's he got that granddad sort of look about him, doesn't he? I just want to give him a little cuddle. Yeah. I don't know why I, I respect said, yeah, the guy. <laughs> 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 no, Mark, is this a breaking news that you, you want to wanna... give... You want to give Carlo Ancelotti like a cuddle? I feel you need to give credit, yeah. One, like you said, Mark, the way they set up. Yeah, um, you got it right. Having having three centre-backs 
having mm. having three centre backs for Liverpool who have a front three. But it was interesting in the fact that um, he had Coleman sitting on Mane, mm. like just follow him about. That's your job. And you saw at the end of the match, um, Duncan Ferguson gave um, Seamus Coleman a big bear hug. But also, I want to give credit, because I was watching the game in the first half, and the two worst players on the pitch were, I hate to say it, Kabak and Decore. Decore was moving nuts oh, in the first he half. Was like, busy, every, yeah. And I was just like... And then I was watching Tom Davis, and beginning of the game, I was thinking, Tom Davis, so great, man. I don't see anything up to his game. But, oh, my God, the way he shut up Liverpool's midfielders, like, every time they came forward... Like you know, just took the ball. He was almost doing the job of two players because Decore was mm. ha- having a terrible game as well. And also give shout out to Michael Keane as well because he led that back three very well. Well, yeah. I, I think and Pickford. And Pickford oh. was Godfrey, good as well. Point. You have to say Pickford. I know we've criticised him, but he had some top quality saves in that in that game. So mm-hmm. big up Pickford. Yeah. Big up T Rex. I just want to make that T Rex. <laughs> that last point on um. Yeah, Carlo Ancelotti's tactics, Abdi, you, you got it spot on, the three at the back. Coleman, to me, was, they played a flat back five to me. They weren't yeah. even wing backs. They were genuinely just full backs in a five back system. Mm. Um, but I saw some, uh, the average heat map position of every Everton player in every game this season, apart from the Liverpool game. And the whole team was kind of 10 yards wider each side. Mm. And then you see the average position map of, Everton against Liverpool and everyone was 10 feet narrower Mm. so what he's done is clogged the central areas and forced us to go wide where as Abdi said you've got Coleman tracking Mane all game you've got Dinier watching Salah all game they made it really difficult for us by following the the blueprint of force them wide um, but cover the area because we at the moment that's that's how we're playing and, and we're playing into teams hands by kind of Giving them what they want. Yeah. Well, it was um, it was definitely one of the. We're so kind to Liverpool. I'm sorry. Like we're so kind to Mark. He never gets any any smoke. You know, we just we just accept him. I mean, it's it's kind it's kind of hard when Liverpool actually destroyed every single team last season and won the Champions League the season before. It's kind of hard. Season. Yeah, but if and I, I was, know the injuries, if I, I were to say anything to Mark, he would have something on his tongue to just. Decimate. I just want to uh, see Mark oh, wound up. He would decimate my Arsenal my existence. Yeah. It would just, it would <laughs> just happen. I'm happy to hold. So I give me smoke, man. I, no, because you're giving me back. No, no, no. The only thing I'll say, yeah, the only thing I'll say, yeah, is that you said the Liverpool players did become bad players overnight. Uh, Firmino has become a bad player over like three seasons. So, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's yeah, not been he good he he does he needs to be relegated to squad player, and I think that will probably happen once Jota's a couple of weeks Jota's back to full fitness. I think he'll take up that nine role. But I also think in the summer, if he doesn't go, Liverpool do need to bring someone in, regardless if Firmino goes or not. Oh, mm-hmm. Origi keeps coming on for no reason, man. Just yeah. Oh. He's another one. I like. I get it. Like uh, sub appearances, goals here and there, but mm. it's just not good enough for. A... Uh, listen, if you're gonna give him two minutes every game, you might as well just get Brewster. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. facts. But I, listen, I love Origi, but the, the perfect time for him to to go was straight after scoring the second against Spurs. Honestly, because yeah. he wasn't really getting game time anyway. Yes, he, he started mm. against Barca because Salah and Firmino were out. Came on as a sub in the final, but. For me, that was the time for him to go, or or the end of last season when we won the Prem. But mm. yeah, that that's where we're at now as a squad is that we're still relying on Origi 
who hasn't even scored this season to come on and score. That's mad, yeah. Um, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, the next game was a bit of a non-event, but I just wanted to say that uh, Traore, um, though he wasn't credited with a goal or assist, he scored, well, he was involved in the goal. Um, he has gone 40-plus games in the Prem without a goal or assist. Just so you guys are aware. Uh, the only reason yeah. I mentioned him when I was writing down the agenda was because of his hair. Do you see his hair? <laughs> yeah, I did. Bruh. What's he done to his hair? Bruh. <laughs> he th- I don't know. I don't know what you call it, but it's a mess right now. <laughs> I mean, Tanya, Google Images is your friend. Um <laughs> I'm but yeah, Meslier on on goal. Not not much happened in that game, so I think um, we can move on. Everyone happy to move on? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah, man. The next game, uh, Southampton versus Chelsea. Um, again, Chelsea attempted the um, you know bore the opponents to death. Tactic. Nini, I'm still asleep. I'm still asleep. <laughs> no, I, I, woke, I woke up. I woke up on Saturday morning with energy. Yeah, I watched Chelsea game. And Trust me. <laughs> but the thing is <laughs> that I feel like Southampton. Obviously, they defended a lot in that game. But I think one thing that they did well, they only did it like a couple of times, was when they when they managed to win the ball high up on Chelsea. The first thing they wanted to do was release one of the front forward players, the um, because Chelsea play a high line and they and they they keep the ball so well, it's really difficult to to get it off them. And when when you get it off them, it's usually in your six yard area or whatever, so it's hard to mount attacks. But what Southampton were trying to do was trying to win it high up to release Minamino, Redmond, Ings, and so on. And when they did it, you saw Redmond pass to um, to Minamino for the first goal. It just cut, sliced them open, sliced them open. And mm-hmm. what composure from Minamino for that goal, I must say. He, he told every single one of them to just Brilliant sit down and, and <laughs> yeah. shush. Sit back down, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it was really composed. It was good to see that from him, actually. It makes you think why he was the one, mm. why was he the one loaned out, not Origi. Um, but um, we were speaking beforehand, uh, just before we started recording about Chelsea um, getting in there before Abdi stores this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, we were we were chatting about why they've kind of started to look less exciting and, and send everyone to sleep, basically. And one of the reasons I would assume is because I was reading something uh, this past week about how they've really managed to reduce the amount of shots they take on target uh, or they even receive every game. So there's obviously an, an element of him restructuring that whole kind of midfield defence to not get the ball forward as quickly as we saw and keep a hold of the ball for as long as possible throughout the game. And you see a team like Prime Barca, when Pep, Pep managed them, they used to be able to keep the ball and suck the life out of the opponents, but actually make it exciting. This is the complete mm. opposite. It's so listen. So true. Football is football, and if it gets you with the results, which it didn't on the weekend, but if it does in the main, you can't complain. But yeah. it has been boring. It has been really boring. It's to just watch side to side. It's it's just yeah. It's it's, it's interesting. Dead, like um, the what's interesting the most is that all of the personnel changes. Like he's brought in Jorginho, Christensen, mm. Aspi, Alonso, like Chilwell's been banished to the bench. And then, um, but one thing that does worry me with regards to Chelsea is um, he, with what little he's using, like he's got much better players that aren't playing. He's improved them massively. 
and you know that there's a mm. in, in just five games that he's been there, there's massive improvement from when Lampard left it. Mm. And um that scares me because obviously um mm. what Chelsea is every game in it. So <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that's foul. the difference. He's he's a he's a coach as well yeah. as a manager. Yeah, yeah. He he lives this life, he's done it for years and years and years. He's done his apprenticeship and his and his scholar and his degree in the obviously not in that yeah, sense, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's he's lived through it all and, and done it and honed in on his skill set. That's where I think the best managers come from. I still I, I will always stick to that. And that's why I think, as you say, after you've seen an improvement, that particularly for me and Alonso, mm. who genuinely has looked really good. Obviously, his left his left foot's always been a blinder, but there are other areas to his game that, that are looking a lot better now. I th- I think it's a lot to do with the information that players receive. I know we spoke about we spoke about these elements um, on previous podcasts, but I think it's becoming more evident every time we see Chelsea, um, uh, if we can manage to stay awake, that um, the more information that the, they have, like Chelsea look really structured. They rarely break that structure, and when they attack, they always attack. They they look to attack to over um, to outnumber the opponents. Obviously, when you're playing Southampton, it's, it's kind of difficult because they're just going to sit back or anything like that. But if you watch other games, they try to push as many men forward. We talk about them being boring, blah, blah, blah. But they do try to push men forward. But it's just the side to side that just... Um... But anyway, let's talk about Cho. <sighs> what, what, yeah. what... That, was, that was rude, bro. How can you bring someone on? I think that's so rude. And the thing is, in his post-match interview, yeah, Tuchel was like... I wasn't happy with Tammy Abraham, so I brought in Joe at halftime. I wasn't happy with Joe, and so I took him off 30 minutes later. He I was happy with his attitude, he's, apparently. Yeah. He's a good, he's a good um, coach, obviously. He's a good coach. He's got a great track record for being a manager so far in his career. But like, he's very volatile, and you can tell that very mm. early on as well. Just watch him on the sideline, the way he, he loses his mind. I mean, in the Champions League final last year, he was sitting on that bench with a broken ankle, still losing his mind. The guy is <laughs> he's very volatile. He's so but, like, we saw the same thing happen with um, Moise Keane last season. Remember when he got taken off at um, Old yeah. Trafford? Yeah. Like, yeah. Five minutes after coming on. Um, so I think, I don't know what is wrong with Tuchel, but you don't do that for a player's confidence regardless. I think um, he's very no-nonsense, um, which doesn't excuse the, the behaviour, but it's like what Tanya was saying, that he, he said, like, what Cho, gave, mm. what Cho gave to me wasn't what I wanted, so I took him off. So I think he's like, it's either you, you play the way I want or you don't play. Well, yeah, listen, if you went in with that attitude every game, you'd, be, you'd need more than three subs. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, it's so true, yeah. It's no, true. I, I just don't think that's going to do good for his confidence, man. Mm. And you know what he's going to do yeah, as well. Do good for your confidence. You know yeah, what he's exactly. going to do, Tusha? Tusha's going to go on the pitch and punch someone in the head to give him a concussion <laughs> to get a fourth sub. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's not sustainable. As Abdi said, he is volatile and he does... Um, he is a good coach, good manager, blah, 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 but I don't think he's a good man-manager in terms of yeah. the mm. relationships that have broken down in at his previous clubs. So That's be- red flags for me, boy. That's red flags. <laughs> You don't want and that because going, Mark. Sorry, that's because considering when you think when he came in, uh, Hudson Odoi looked like he had really worked his way into his mm. good foot. So I think yeah. he started mm. his first three games on the bounce. He played yeah. full 90 after he was just kind of a, a 10 minute man, if that for Frank Lampard. Mm. So it looked like he had kind of turned a corner, but and sometimes you know, subs don't work, they don't, they don't get the rhythm of the game, they don't get into the you know. It just sometimes it just doesn't work. But, the gamble, um, yeah. But let's move on. 
um, to uh, what Abdi has written here in the agenda, I think is perfect for this game. <laughs> uh, it's Burnley versus West Brom, and literally the agenda notes say, "Yeah," and yeah. Uh, I think that was <laughs> Abdi. I think it's very succinct. I just feel bad for the the commentators and the linesmen and all the people <laughs> who had to go down to that game. <laughs> he said to him, "Oh, what what game am I working this weekend? Burnley versus West Brom. I'm not turning up." <laughs> it must be said that even though West Brom went down to uh, 10 men for um, Jay Ajayi got sent off for a handball uh, that was deemed to be like um, stopping a goal scoring opportunity which was absolute craziness Yeah, man. Um, West Brom should have won that game Matty Pereira airballed like he went to kick and it, and the, the ball just went sh- like through his legs or whatever and it was an open goal and then Burnley saved off the line, but yeah, anyway, uh, that's how you know you're going to get relegated. When you can't score those tap-ins, then you know it's just long for you. Um, next game, uh, we'll try, and there was not a lot happened, but big, big, big result for Fulham. Um, so happy for Fulham, so happy. I yeah, love the Why, why, so why, much. Tanya? Who were they playing, Tanya? Sheffield United, <laughs> baby! <laughs> Feel the deal, feel their relegation. Oh, yeah. I, oh, thought, yeah. She, oh, I yeah. thought she was happy for Scott Park because he's played for Tottenham. No, it's the No, I am. I genuinely am. I love Scott Park. I think he's one to watch, you know. As yeah, a manager. I, I think he's doing a brilliant I, job. I completely I have to agree. give big props to them. They're three points off Newcastle, you know. Yeah. They were They're so mad. far behind. They were so far. And, and this is the mm-hmm. thing. Um, we were talking last week about um, Abdi was like, oh, you know, are, are, are um, Newcastle going to drop that many? But listen. Mm-hmm. With Fulham playing the way that they are, like it's not like when when the league started, Fulham was so open. You can see that Scott Parker has adapted Fulham. They are so tight at the back. It's just um, the way they play is so compact, and he's just managing to get results. And what Mark said before, football it doesn't have to be exciting or anything as long as you get results. And Fulham are getting results. It's not all the time, and they're still learning. But they've got some quality players like. Um, mm. Loftus Cheek, Lookman. Mm-hmm. Um, what's my man in the middle of the park? Um, Harrison Angisa. Reed, Angisa Reed. Yeah, Angisa, they've got, yeah. yeah, they've got. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a big just quickly Callum Wilson being out for eight weeks. Yeah. Genuinely yeah. could be the the defining factor here because I don't see Newcastle picking up too many more points at this point, considering how they look and considering. Callum Wilson was one of, if not the only, real goal threat for them. I know, I know, we'll get onto them, but the only good thing for Newcastle is the uh, comeback of Saint Maximan because they had yeah. missed him for a long time. True. I know we'll get onto him because he scored, but yeah, massive result for Fulham. Um, Let's guys... talk about the yeah, worst, about v- the worst VAR decision <laughs> of the season. Like, what are you looking at? That is, and also, I know we didn't talk about it earlier on. But the referee who went to the screen for five seconds against Liverpool. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but I've just had enough about that. anything referee or VAR related, yeah. but that was a joke. I mean, we talk, about that, it, it was like, yeah, I'm done. we talk about it every single week and we shouldn't. We shouldn't have to sit here and talk about referees. We should be here to talk about football and football alone. But every week we're here like, oh, this referee missed this. This referee sent off this. Like, it's just... No, but I mean, it doesn't even... It's not even like... It's not even like, a, oh, let me go check the AR decision. How are you stupid enough to not see <laughs> the guy nearly break the, 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 the player's ankle? I think it was Bogle, the right back for Sheffield yeah. United. And he bro- nearly broke his ankle in the penalty box. He was like, oh, nothing. No, no, no. I didn't... It, no, it's not a penalty. He did shoot him in the face. No. Although, Abdi... And not, 
That's mad. Although Abdi is exaggerating somewhat the contact, um, Ariola <laughs> did, did flat out kick him in the shin. It, it, was like, it wasn't even close to the ball. He just kicked right, him in the shin. Um, well, yeah, yeah, studs up and higher. Yeah. Studs up and higher. Yeah, not, yeah. not one person in VAR thought to kind of filter that through to the referee either. Yeah. Is beyond me. So, A, referee hasn't spotted it, the man who's meant to spot it. Yeah. B, the backup who were meant to maybe spot things that the referee might have missed and get that into his earpiece, they're not even noticing it. Or or maybe maybe they are and they're not deeming it a foul, which is a, a problem in itself also. You know, there was another one as well that we forgot to mention in the in the uh, Burnley versus West Brom game. Um, Carl Bartley... No, I forgot about it. It was a decision to not mention it because no okay. one cares about that game. Okay, Carl Bartley, <laughs> um, he blatantly <laughs> pulled the, bo- uh, the ball in the box and... Literally, VAR looked at it and said it wasn't, it wasn't a penalty. But he... Yes. Anyway. We, let's move on. <laughs> Tanya, your time is up. Your fans want to hear from you. Um, you you've done your world tour. Now now it's time to give us the, the Tanya rants. Uh, West Ham versus Spurs. Your thoughts, please. I just laugh now. Like I just, I just have to laugh at what's happening at the minute. I don't want to spend too long because I do also feel like listeners are just going to be bored of me saying the same old crap, me ranting every week. I think the Spurs fan base at the moment is very, very toxic. There's a, there's definitely a split. In You've terms got people of, like you wearing PSG tops. Yeah, <laughs> that, that for one, but also, you know, is it the players or is it Jose? And as I say, there's just a lot of toing and froing at the moment. But I'm sorry, I am Jose out. But this is just a no. shout out to those to those Tottenham fans that that want to say that I'm toxic or I'm a fake fan or I'm I'm spreading negativity. Why? The thing that I don't understand is why why he he can't be criticised. I tweeted this since we beat you man Arsenal two nil. Thanks for reminding us. It's been, right, we've, <laughs> we've won four games, we've lost seven, and we've accumulated 12 points out of a possible 39. Now, I'm sorry, no one yeah. was moaning about these so-called players when we were winning games. Mm-hmm. I actually felt that we had a very strong defence. So my question is, what's, what's gone wrong? I think Jose has to be not fully accountable, but he has to be responsible and he isn't blameless on the West Ham game first and foremost I want to keep this as quick as I can because I know I do go on an awful lot credit to David Moyes I said it before I think he's doing a great job at West Ham it goes to show you when you actually have a decent coach that can squeeze the life out of players the best out of them you know this is what you get because let's remember they they were fighting relegation last season now they're fourth and look at us we finished sixth last season. I was willing to back Jose. I was like, you know what? Fair enough. Injuries, COVID season. Look at us now. There's no improvement. No improvement. And people want to talk about Dyer and Sanchez. I can't stand them. I said it. Why does he keep persisting with this partnership? It's not working. Toby's our best centre-back at the football club. And he's not even that great. For me to even say he's the best is a problem. But he's the best. And I think he should just stick with Dyer not um, Dyer, sorry, Rodon, and just stick with that partnership. Dyer and Sanchez, it's a no-no. So the mm-hmm. first goal, it was no surprise to me. Again, we just switched off. Lloris, for me, could have done better, right? And the first half, 
people want to talk about this defence, but I'm actually watching us and I'm like, what is our style of play? Do we want to press? Are we sitting back? You know, I, I don't know what we're doing. There's like no plan whatsoever. Kane and Son, I honestly didn't think they were playing. Even in Dombele. Hoibier now, he looks terrible. These past couple of games, he's been awful. Mm. You know, this is this is more than a defensive problem now. I feel like the morale in the team is on the floor and I don't think we're playing as a team. And that was very key to us winning games early in the season. We were very, we were playing as a team. It was a collective thing. And um, it's no surprise that we're seeing um, the rumours that Jose is under pressure at the moment. And rightly so. He should be under pressure. It's not good enough. He has actually been a bats a lot more than Pochettino has. And he can't even challenge the top four. That's not good enough. And yeah, we're in a final, but we ain't won it yet. Tottenham fans are like, oh, we're still in the final. We won it. Have we actually won it yet? Got the <laughs> merchandise out acting like we've bloody won the trophy. Signed, sealed, and delivered. And I'm not going to lie, right? I want a trophy. I'll be over the moon. But if we get that trophy and we finish ninth, that ain't a good season. Sorry. Mm. I don't care. Call, call me an idiot, right? But I don't think that's good enough. It's going to paper over cracks. Like mm. Arsenal, in my opinion. I think the FA Cup has papered over a lot of cracks. You need to get top four. We need to get back in Champions League to attract big players, to get the revenue in. But I'm babbling on now. I'm fed <laughs> no, up with it. Do you want to know what's gone. funny? He's like, well, I'm going to run. Yeah. No, you see, we're popping up your head it. for that whole thing. I, I why does she have to bring in Arsenal? Why? I know. I just Drop a note in your head, agreeing, and then Tanya drops in. Yeah, like Arsenal at the top. And I see both your faces. Like, what? Whoa. <laughs> like, how did I get no, there? It's true, though. It's no, true. Tanya, talk about Spurs. Look, um, I just want to... Oh, yeah. Uh, earlier, in, earlier in the Sorry, season, earlier in the season, um, I can't remember what episode, we were talking about like what we thought was going to happen in a season, blah, 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 blah. Um, and Spurs had, um, they had a decent start. It was like three or four games in or whatever. It was a decent start from Spurs. Um, I remember you guys battering Southampton 5-2 or something like that. Um, and we were talking and I said that I didn't think your defence was good enough to sustain that um, that run, in, in, in my opinion. And yeah... You, you, Tanya, you're right. When, when things are going well, no one in history has ever complained about their players it, it, at any club, not just Spurs. So I wouldn't say like, oh, where was all this complaining? But it's what me and Abdi always talk about. Players revert to type. So Mourinho's had them playing a certain way. Let's say it's working for however long it was working. Up until the Arsenal game, it was working. Yeah? Um, and I just feel like Eventually, players like Dyer, players like Sanchez, it will revert to type. They will always go back. Why is he picking them? Why is he keep? No, no, hundred percent. I one thousand percent agree with you with everything you're saying. I just didn't at the start of the season, and I continue, and I agree with you hundred percent. I just never thought your defense was good enough to sustain that kind of um, like style that you guys were playing. Um, I, I, I agree. agree. I agree, but the thing is, I just think this is bigger than the defence at the moment. Because even attacking, we don't look... We just don't look like there's any sort of plan. And I just think Jose knew what he was walking into. And this is why I don't just blame Jose. I've said it before. The board, they have to take some accountability as well because he wanted Ruben Diaz. All of these news, these uh, the news that's coming out, you know, he wanted Diaz, he wanted Bruno Fernandes, all these players, and he didn't get them. 
But I just think sometimes his approach to games doesn't help our defence. Why are we sitting back inviting pressure onto the defence? Yeah. That doesn't help things. And that's that's Amazing. my argument. You can't you can't play that style of football if you don't have that solid back line. Agreed. I just think it's common sense. Just mm. just adapt, or, just change it up. But I just on that note, I mean you could say he's playing the, the deep block to compensate for how bad you say they are. Let's say if you played them ten yards higher up the pitch, who's to say you don't they are getting rinsed. Seem... This, yeah, this is actually Tony's probably right. the Tony. best. Tanny's right though. Like no one's forcing you to pick Doherty, Dyer, and Sanchez. No, no, no. You know? listen. I'm not. I'm so. not. I'm not speaking about personnel. But in terms of the the, the low block and sitting deep, mm-hmm. say you push that same defense 10, 15 yards further forward and ask them to play a much higher line, does it look mm-hmm. pretty off the Spurs? Mm-mm. I just look. I'm just looking at where we are on the table, and for me. If you told me that at the start of the season, I would laugh at you. I genuinely would. Because I just think mm. it's so poor. It's not... Gareth Bale as well. I thought he made an impact when he came on the second half. We need to touch on that. And yeah, we'll finish after this. Mm. He made mm. an impact. And I just don't get why he didn't start. Why didn't yeah. he start? And the substitute, the substitution to take Tangangle off and bring on Dorothy... He was at fault for that goal. Not, <laughs> not, not fully to blame, but he was at fault. It's no surprise. And then don't come out now and say you don't rate the guy. Why'd you keep playing him then? Yeah. Pay someone else. Put the kids in. Stop playing these players. Don't want to can, see them. Can I, can I very quickly interject um, and hopefully save Tanya here um, and just maybe move on a little bit to West Ham because what they're doing here is is actually for West Ham something that they haven't probably haven't experienced for ten years okay. plus, yeah. and that's genu- a genuine shot. I'm being dead serious. We're, we're 13, 14 games left to go. They've got a genuine shot of get, getting European football next season. Oh, Listen, God, that, Champions make, that League makes is, me sick. That makes me know, actually <laughs> sick. I know they're in the top four, and I'm not, but I'm not talking Champions League. Yeah, of course. But I are. genuinely think that they've got a good you coach. Playing how they are. Well, that's what I'm saying. And they've got a squad of players who look like they're really enjoying their football at the moment. I just want to say, Tanya keeps calling Moyes a good coach, which he is, uh, but heavily criticised previously uh, for like Man United and his first stint at West Ham and all this kind of stuff. So um, I do have a question about Moyes. Is he a magician? Because man (laughs) resurrected Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard oh, in his last... Oh, don't talk to me about oh, him. He, last game. Or he, res- oh, he did it wrong again. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care, mate. I, this is the thing. Oh, she did it worse than last week, bro. <laughs> the player that we were linked with, yeah, scoring a goal and doing the flute celebration and all this. Right, <laughs> mate. Oh, Man had the whole band. Did you see Declan Rice? Oh, uh, but, uh, what Moise is doing, though, yeah, is, is actually... I think uh, Dan- T- Tanya is absolutely right. What he's doing, and in comparison to Jose Mourinho, like if you look at the two sets of squads, you with with the Tottenham having you know uh, a front free, a, po- a potential front three of K- Son, Kane, and Bale with Ndombele behind, you much rather have Tottenham squad over West Ham squad. But you have got a manager who's getting the best out of all of his players, getting That's absolute point. maximum you know, pushing all the positives of the players and hiding all the negatives. That's why you get someone like Jay, um, Jesse Lingard. What his his qualities are, off the ball movement, making runs into box and finishing. And then that's exactly what he's done. He said, we're going to give you a solid base. You just make runs into the box. That's all you need to do. 
make runs into a box and get goals. And that's what he's doing as well. But you look at what, he, and also another big thing when Moyes has done and what he's had in pretty much all of his best teams with like Everton and, well, Everton mainly, but um, <laughs> <laughs> is he's had athletes in his team. He has big, he has strong athletes. If you look at it, yeah, Sufal and Suchek, if, ask, ask around the Czech Republic, they've probably beaten up many men in the streets. <laughs> yeah. So, that's, they come, the Premier League is easy food for them, man. All they do is need to come and just show them that, you know, you're not going to come here and, and, and try and work on, man. We are we are certified bouncers, yeah. We, we used to work on the doors in Prague, man. This is nothing. Yeah. Just, just then, to emphasize that, did you see, like, man, um, Suchek had a cut over his eye for the whole game. Like, blood dripping. And he's still... That's nothing, bro. Yeah, that's a paper cut for him, bro. That's nothing. <laughs> and then you've got up front... Mikel Antonio, who Isn't it? come on, he's a bloody, he's an uncle, bro. How old is he? Bro, is he no, he's, not, he's yeah. definitely not an uncle. He's, he's like 27, 28. You need to relax. And the way he moves, bro, he 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 fancies himself against any single centre back in the Premier League in a physical battle. Yeah. And so, but the, that's that's the, that's the comparison you need to make. Like a manager who's getting the best out of what he has. Like, Thank you. West yeah. Ham have had probably had you know Billich's team probably had better players if you think about it. But this yeah. team is not the best about players, but all of these players are working in a very Everton style for Moyes, and it's really good to see. But, but, but Jose's I don't think a they'll god. get top four. Jose's a god. He's a top manager, serial winner. He's, he's amazing. You know, you can't say anything bad it. about the guy. And, and for Legend. anyone who, who didn't get that, that is pure and utter sarcasm from Tanya. <laughs> uh, we're going to move on because I want Tanya, I want cheery Tanya back. She's wearing a nice top. She needs to... <laughs> To be cheery. Oh, sorry, Let, guys. Let's oh. talk about um, another. Um, well, Abdi doesn't think this is a derby, but they call it a derby, so sue them, not me. Aston Villa versus Leicester uh, finished two one to Leicester. Um, Leicester, the train keeps going. They're not stopping at any stops. They're just relentless. Um, I don't know if Vardy's like passing around his Red Bull before the game, but he's like <laughs> Madison, Harvey Barnes. They're just it's non-stop for them, and uh, and Villa. Look, I want. I want to be Leicester. I want Spurs to be Leicester. Oh, I thought you said They're you recruit- yourself wanted to be Leicester. <laughs> nah, I can't can't imagine myself in blue to be honest. But like, <laughs> I I just rate them so much. Like their recruitment is is top. Like yeah. the way they've replaced some players, like they are laughing. Harry Maguire for eighty mil. <laughs> they've got like Tufana and all them lot. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, I respect them and... It's Fafana, but we'll, we'll move. Fafana, we'll, we'll Abdi, we Fafana. were we were we was willing to let that one. Yeah, so I was fun. I was ready to let it go. <laughs> that, that, whole that was good, you know. Tanya. No, but, um... and a Yunchu. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Evans? <laughs> you know that you're gonna no. miss that. No. Gonna no. say. No. <laughs> oh, Abdi's no, favorite Tanya. player. Just quickly, so yeah, Abdi's agenda. Just quickly, um, it, honestly, if I'm Spurs, I would ha- be having a genuine interest in Brendan Rodgers as well. I'm not oh, even yes, joking. 100, 100, I'm taking any I'm day taking. of the week, I'll have him. Yeah, but I have heard, I'm sure, that he was linked with us before, I think, after he left Liverpool. Yeah, he, and was, he, he was, he's not a fan, he's not a fan of Daniel Levy, he's a deterrent, isn't it? He's poisonous. He's like a virus. No one wants to go near him because they don't want to catch something. Tanya, let's not go back to Tottenham. Let's focus. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Leicester, big up. Um, I think they're going to get top four, I'm saying it. And you know, yeah. Aston Villa look a mm-hmm. shell of a team without Grealish. It just, mm. it looks really bad I, without Grealish. I think, 
I think what I will say about that is just give it a chance. It's been one game. Yeah. Yeah, true. They need to adapt. Like, a bit I, and get I don't think it. he. Uh, yes, he. You take him out of that side, and the quality drops massively <laughs> because he really is. If he's not just yet, he will be world class, hundred percent. Mm. But I think there's a lot of quality in that Villa team. And no, Leicester this season, well, Leicester in general, are not an easy team to to play as as I found out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Villa. Um, well, Leicester. First of all, I've actually come to admit to myself. And accept that they are making the top four. I really think yeah. they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got a new agenda with Leicester players. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> oh God! Wow! What a bellend, Cassius Michael! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> what? Right. Wow! Did, did you see when Traore scored? Yeah? yeah, and he fell on top of him. And then I think oh, it was yeah. Watkins who came up to him, like trying to move him off. He stayed put. He has his knees still on Traore, <laughs> arguing with Watkins, like, "Don't touch me! Like, get off him, bro!" I can't believe I was I was actually creasing because that's the type of thing that is one it stops momentum because if you want to restart the game again blah blah but yeah. Cashman Schmeichel just kept it going wow. even when he stood up he walked over Triori did you see that he walked over Triori Triori's looking at him like get away from me man <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't uh, like him yeah uh, uh, yeah, let's, let's like, move on yeah, let's move on big uh, up Harvey Barnes as well love him yeah keep what scoring him and Madison another goal another assist Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the next game uh, could probably be resumed in in um or like finished in in ninety seconds, just as the game. Thank was. you for joining us for episode seventy five. <laughs> no, so no, just, no! Come on, guys. Just as the game was over in ninety seconds, guys. I'm gonna time it, okay? Uh, Sterling scored. Oh look, it was less than that. Can we move on? <laughs> well done, City. Bye. Five foot seven, Sterling. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. That's I, 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 was te- I texted my friend yeah before the game. I was like, "Oh, I think it's. I'm hoping for one nil, two nil, maybe, maybe. You know, I probably think it's going to be three nil. Um, they've got Gunduan and De Bruyne are both starting, and um, Sterling always scores against us. One minute in, Sterling scores against us. One minute like, and nineteen seconds. <laughs> it's like, is that how silly you are, bro? Like, um, and Rob Holding, goodness gracious, He's how do you get out jumped by a five seven five five seven wing? Let let, is, let us. Six foot- let us credit Sterling's movement because holding mm-hmm. 1,000 yeah. million percent believed that Sterling was right behind him. Meanwhile, Sterling was in like loads of space. Man could have set up yeah. his own garden there. To it doesn't take fair, much uh, to, yeah. to it doesn't take much to evade Hector Bellerin as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure who Hector Bellerin was marking in that, but anyway, it's just Bantz. I don't it? even think he knows at any point in any game. Um, <laughs> to be fair, though, the, the ball was perfect. It, it was yeah. It was just placed onto his head. I like, didn't really yeah. have to do much. And but, then yeah. So I was just gonna ask. Um, go and ask Mark. So wait, your recent no. Listen, I've lost the last four on the trot. No, there's no, not, no. There's no malice here. No, um, no. But recent form suggests that none of us are looking great recently. We'll talk about the, the game uh, very soon. But who whose team do you think are the three teams on this podcast will? Regain their form the quickest. Liverpool. Question to you. Liverpool, one hundred percent. Liverpool. I uh, know. I don't mean long term. I just mean this season. This season. Yeah. Liverpool. <laughs> well, well, Arsenal looking like a definitely not Arsenal. Have you seen yeah. our fixtures, mate? I was about to say we're looking like a. We have got side. easy fixtures. To be fair, yeah, we have Tottenham got easy run of fixtures, Tottenham. but. Got I still don't see fixtures. it. If you're playing at home against lower league or lower lower, lower table opposition, 
then Tottenham are going to definitely get two goals. And yeah. that's what Mourinho is going to be saying. Yeah, you were criticising me a couple of weeks ago. Now we beat Burnley 5-0. What are you saying? <laughs> but then also, you have to remember, they did draw with Fulham and lose to... Um, what's Fair that? Enough. Brighton. Brighton and Denman. Brighton and Denman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no. I was just thinking, yeah, because if Salah and, and Mane click into gear, it's long for many a team in the Premier League. Regardless of Liverpool, no, no, Liverpool are done out here, mate. Liverpool no, but if Mane and Salah just turn up, it, it's gonna be like three or four seasons ago when Liverpool were winning five four. That's what it's gonna be like. <laughs> back, back I'm sure. I'm sure Arsenal, Mark. Though. I'm sure Mark doesn't want that, but you know. Back on to Arsenal, though. I've got a question. Go on, Tony. How do you guys genuinely feel about that game? Because if it was me, and I tweeted this, the Juju responded to this. Yeah, I, I said you're you're lucky that. You went into that second half with it only being one nil because yeah, I course. genuinely feel like Man City didn't have their scoring boots on, mm-hmm. and they weren't really mm-hmm. committing themselves because they're probably looking forward to the Champions League game. But do you just feel like you could have gone for it a little bit more, or are you looking at it and saying, you know what, it's only one nil? We didn't get, you know, fresh three nil like we usually do, or are you kind of thinking actually we could have <laughs> gone for it and maybe try and get at least a draw? Because I think it's a missed opportunity personally. Yeah, I think I'll... you could have. I'll just say this, yeah, context is everything in football, yeah, or in life, Mm -hmm. actually, like, um, context is everything, and before the game, I I tweeted, I was like, I want us to, um, please, no red cards, and just keep it a low-scoring game, and in the first 30 minutes, that was my wish, because City looked like they were just going to put four or five past us easily, they were just cutting us open easily, but they didn't score. Then Arsenal started to, and I say grow in the game really like lightly. I don't say it with a lot of oomph. We grew into the game um, and, and, you know, presented nothing really, but we just kept the ball a bit better and City weren't attacking as much. In the second half, look, Tanya, it's easy to say like, yes, go forward, push forward, and then you get slapped two or three nil. Um, because they, it doesn't matter. they'll You're hit losing. you on, That's they'll hit saying. you on a You're counterattack. Losing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but, exactly. but and look at where you are on the table. You need. We, you look, listen, cover. listen. Aubameyang is not the same Aubameyang. He he. Abdi he messaged, scored a hat trick last week, mate. It's not the same Aubameyang. One one game. Yeah, he's gonna he, score. He's gonna matter. score a hat trick against Leeds. Mm. What do he, you do against? Bamia is the same guy. He just needs no, to be put into goal scoring bro, positions. Where bro, I don't think bro, so. he's, he played. Score, he no, played no, 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 up no. top. He played loads of chances. He played up top mm. against Man City. How many touches did he have in the box? Listen, you yourself um, said this is an anomaly. It's not. I don't think it's a, yeah. a, a, an indictment on no. Aubameyang. But what, what I'm in saying is he's playing up against. Bro, look at this season. Look at this season. Abameyang yes, is not the same Abameyang this season. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's the same as last just, season. Not the same Abameyang this season. Yeah, just quickly, because you said he needs to be put into goal-scoring opportunities, which he wasn't against City. But he was against Benfica. Yeah, he was. I, I, obviously, the Benfica... But, but Abameyang's been... Anyone who knows Abameyang, he's been doing that for his whole career. Yeah, 100%. Even his, his, his season under Emery, where he scored 31 goals, yeah? That year season, legitimately, he could have scored about 50 goals. Yeah, he so missed... About 20 sitters, yeah? yeah. So, Abameyang does it all the time. He'll get games where he'll miss a lot of chances. But Abameyang, he is our best striker by a million miles. By a million and miles. He will, and he will... He, what? You'll see Thursday. I'll tell you. Come Thursday. No, listen. Uh, I, I'll, come back. I'll come back. I'll come back to this Abdi. moment. Abdi, I have to disagree with you because it's easy to say, let's say this happened last season, yeah? Aubameyang's, um, like, he was our top goal scorer. He was scoring. If he had a bad game against Benfica and had a bad game against Man City, I 100% agree with you. Those are anomalies. This season, it's not. 
this season. Mate, how many, how go, many, how many, how many goals, go bro? How many, chances? bro? How many goals has Aubameyang got this season? It's not. Well, you obviously you're you, you said context is everything. It is That's everything you when you were talking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Earlier on, where we went, earlier in the season, where we were atrocious and we were bottom of the league for goals scored, creates chances, all of that stuff. We didn't have a number ten in the team. Aubameyang was struggling. Obviously, we, 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 he had no confidence. So um, the context, you have to look at it in the context. And when our form improved, he wasn't in the team. He was out because he had personal issues. Now he's come back. He scored a hat-trick literally less than what? Um, well, not, well, less than 10 days ago. He scored a hat-trick, yeah? And he won us the game. On on um, Thursday, yeah, I admit, he was he was poor. But Bamiyang has been poor in missing chances before when he when he's with us, when he first came in his second season, in last season. He's had games where he missed loads of chances. This is the kind of strikers he is. He was He's a high-volume chance, you know, uh, a, a guy who gets loads of chances, he'll miss loads, but he'll score loads. So I think you need to think about it in the context of the season. Obviously, he has been poor. He hasn't been exactly at the standard, but you can't say he's a different player because he's exactly the same. I never said I he's a he different player. Season. I said, I, I said he that he's been poor this season. I, I don't yeah. think that's a bad thing to say. I don't think I'm off. I'm not saying well, Aubameyang. You said he was a different. It's a different Aubameyang. He's not. The same. It's, no, but what I mean by a different Aubameyang, if you compare last season's Aubameyang to this mm. season's Aubameyang, it's a different Aubameyang. It's a yeah, po- but this yeah. You can say that po- about so many players. Like, I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying like he's never gonna score again, and he's not gonna. What I'm saying is, is he's had a poor season. And okay, 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 cool. All right, I get what you mean. Happy but, uh, let's just talk about, guys. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's. I, I just want to real quickly. What I'll talk about. Well, I know we're going to move on soon, but I just want to talk about the. This just the expectations and the surroundings of Arsenal right now. That game, obviously, I expected we we're going to lose. But if you think about it now, we have to think about it in the context of the season. We've lost 10, 11 games now. That and you know the reason that I was upset at the end of the game was because. Uh, one of our, our um, this mini revival we had it was based on the fact that we were getting forward more, creating more chances, being more of an attacking side purely because of the personnel. But now it is very clear that Arsenal and Julie said it earlier, we are and there's no getting away from it. We are a mid-table side. We are tenth, eleventh. We are a mid-table side. If Leeds win tonight, we could be dropped down to eleventh. Uh, not just in the you know, the way we have performed this season, we're mid-table. Some of the players in key areas in our team are mid-table players. And also um, the expectations we have as not just as a club and as fans. Oh, well, we played well. Oh, well, we got back into this game well. Oh, well, I didn't expect much. All of our expectations are mid-table side expectations. If you look at Everton and West Ham, and we have swapped roles with both with both of those sides. Everton and West Ham are t- sides pushing for top four. We are now Europa League regulars. We have mid-table level players in the team. And then there's no pressure on the manager because, oh, well, he's just rebuilding his team. How many times does Everton say that for like 10 years after Moyes, bro? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just what we are. We need to either make a big change, whether that be manager, person, player, personnel, or uh, or we just need to accept the fact that we're a total team. Yeah. You, interesting mm, interesting points. I think you, you raised some really valid points. Um, what I, what I will say is that you mentioned you swap places with West Ham and Everton, etc. I I do think you will swap places back with them, but I just don't know how long that's going to take. Yeah, I, I don't see it for for the last, last four, the last four seasons. We finished sixth, fifth, eighth, and now we're tenth. <laughs> so it's just going backwards, isn't it? So yeah. I, I I'm sorry, I think that's unexpected. 
acceptable. I, I mean, all, all jokes aside, right, I'd love to banter Arsenal, but I, I do think it's quite sad. No, 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 I'm sitting on something. Don't worry. I'm not, I'm <laughs> Tanya went on the floor, yeah. Uh, that Spurs a, talk had just got her. I'm on a stool. You no, look I, like I you had the cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> I think is an acceptable what's happening right now at Arsenal. I just think you're seeing no improvement. Like I'd be saying, you know, where did you finish last year? And I look at you now. I don't know where you go from here if you're an Arsenal fan. Because like well, you said, Junior, I do don't think I I do think maybe you can't keep sacking managers. So what do you then go another season? No Champions League football and you're in Europa again. It's, it's I, a I'm similar thing about to the, the future. It's a similar thing with Mourinho, I was saying earlier on. You need to get more yeah. out of the players you have. Because although I say we do have some really I average players like Bellerin, Holding, El Nenny was playing, Pepe is, and Willian, all of these players who aren't good enough yet, we still have some really good pieces. Like we have Gabriel, mm. Tierney, Leno, we have Partey, we have Martinelli, Saka, Smithrow, yeah, Odegaard, Aubameyang. Yeah. These are really good pieces that you should be getting more out of than what he, what he mm. is. And although like recently I have really liked his um, offensive improvement, but like there's so many times where like I just feel like you, the, in areas where you can really make a difference, which having a better deep line midfielder, a much better right back, a, a better centre back, um, you know, just better centre midfield options in general, you know, a better left winger, like all of these, he keeps choosing the players who are bring us back down to this mid-table level. But anyway, let's move on. No, just before... you're going to win the league. Just, <laughs> just, just, to, yeah, just before we, we move on, just really quickly, just on Abdi's point, I do agree with, with parts of it, but the same way, um, I think we have... Whether it's right or not, whether you think we should or, or shouldn't, Arteta, this is his first job. Um, and he is still learning on the job. You know, he, he, he didn't go manage a championship club. He didn't go manage Rangers. He, he hasn't, you know, he's been a number two or he was one of Pep's coaches, whatever. Anyway, um, he has made Arsenal's defence statistically one of the best in the league. Statistically. I'm not saying that it shows in games. Um, and obviously, at the beginning of the season, he got it completely wrong in attack. He's adapted that now by bringing in, Abdi said, bringing in number 10. And all this kind of stuff. But yes, I completely agree that the players that we he has at his disposal um, are mediocre at best, some of them. Um, and one of them is a model. The other one, he's just there for bants and, um, and, and one just collects a paycheck every week. So it's, it's really difficult. I'm not saying that he isn't part to blame. I do think he is, um, he is partly to blame. But I just, I think there's too much going on for a new manager to just come in and, and be the saviour of the world, in my opinion. That's, I don't know if you... Ah, boys, we all got we issues, eh? But we can move on. Um, <clears throat> uh, Man United versus Newcastle. Um, another oh. man, another uh, Abdi's put here, another United pen. Um, I thought it was really weak, but there was contact, <laughs> and I guess it is what it is at this point, isn't it? Man United just going to get those... Um, yeah, and St. Maximan scored, and uh, there's definitely goal. a result that you just expect Man United to get as well. Yeah. But the only high, the only thing that really pissed me off about that game was bloody um, Maguire's elbow, man. Like, Junior, you showed uh, me that video of Maguire's elbow, I couldn't yeah. believe it. So, I sent Abdi uh, yeah. a video. Um, I think it was, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was a corner, and it got it was a short corner, and they played it back, and then someone crossed it in. Maguire completely. 
stops looking at the ball. He looks, I think it was Lascelles um, going into the back. Yeah, it was Lascelles. And he just mm. goes in with his elbow to um, to like block Lascelles. VAR doesn't look at it. And uh, Man United just always seem to get away with those. I don't know. Did Mark freeze or does he, is he looking very angrily at me? <laughs> Oh, he's back. No, I was frozen. I was frozen. So. Yeah, he's got a spliff in his hand. <laughs> um, but yeah, Man United allegedly. win. Allegedly, allegedly. Um, Man United win. Bruno Fernandes scores again. Whatever, whatever. Uh, Brighton versus Palace. That Brighton have to be. I don't know if unlucky is one like a word to use because it keeps happening. But Brighton are the type to have the best chances in the game and still lose. Palace had two chances and they scored both. Oh, One... how about this? They had two touches in Brighton's box. <laughs> That's even worse. All game. Wow. And they were both That's... the shots that led to each goal. Oh, my. Two Brighton but... goals. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, Mateta's finish was fantastic, but the technique on Benteke's yeah. one... Just... I was watching the game, yeah. Well, at the start of the game, because I have no life. But I was just watching. <laughs> I was just like, who's this striker they brought in? What's this name, Mateta? It just sounds like they mixed up Arteta's first and second name, bro. Mateta. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, why are they buying a striker from, from the Bundesliga, man? Come on, man. Oh, what a goal. That's, that's my reaction. Like... Right, Adi, I just noticed, have you got, like, Jerry Curls, like, coming oh, out? Yeah, sort of, you, yeah, you're, <laughs> You're kind of doing. Well, oh, no. you got you're kind of doing an ice cube thing going on there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the bar wasn't open anyway. Uh, shout out Palace in it, Mister uh, Mr. Inconsistent. Uh, let's move on. Um, oh yeah, and Benteke, he really needs to stop with the LeBron celebration. Bro. <laughs> you do not have LeBron numbers, bro. He's got two times a season. Stop it. <laughs> Although Benteke has joined the select list, Benteke is one of only four players to get four. Goal, uh, winning, uh, game-winning goals in the ninety-fifth minute. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I, d- that doesn't really mean much, but yeah, there you go. It doesn't, but uh, it's actually <laughs> I like that one. Quite a cool little stat there. Thank you. Um, before we do the quick quiz, uh, let's do uh, uh, man of the week. So Abamyang won the man of the week, and look where we are now. Uh, last week, <laughs> so. My man of the week, I'm going to go with something a bit different. I'm going to go with Haaland. Uh, he scored two goals Ooh. against Sevilla, and then he scored two goals against Schalke, and one of the goals was absolutely outrageous. It's the scissor kick. If you haven't seen it, go see that. Um, he's fantastic. Uh, Tanya? Oh, do you know what? It pays me to say this. We can go with managers, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to go with David Moyes. I just think cool. he deserves the credit. And Fair. from where they are on the table and, and the amazing job that he's doing with the players, I think he should be man of the week. It pains me to say. But, you know, that, that just shows my strength, you know. I can just put my put my hatred aside for That's a minute. Growth. That's growth. That's growth, <laughs> yeah. yeah. David Moyes, got to, cool. got to respect the man. Uh, coming to Mark next. Yeah, Funnily enough, I, I was also going to give it to a manager. I still am. Bit, a bit of a different man of the week this week, but I'm going to give it to Scott mm, Parker. I like it. I know, it's nice. Good. Yes, Mark! But, yeah, yes, I'm, going to give Mark. It, I'm going to give it to Scott Parker for... Not rescuing yet, mm. but... Turning around. Turning sort of. around mm. the, the ship and really giving... And it's not just him, it's the squad as well, but really giving yeah. that Fulham team and squad a genuine chance at survival where I'd Whereas I don't think West Brom or Sheffield United have any chance. 
And when you consider they were all pretty much directly next to each other on in the table six yep. weeks ago, credit to Scott Parker. Yeah. Um, the Enigma himself, Abdi. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give it to someone who had truly, truly one of the greatest performances of this generation. I'm going to give it to Mbappe against Barcelona. Yes! Bruv, Bruv, that is one we're going to remember for a long, long time. Yeah, Yeah, fair. Um, So, a bit of a different Man of the Week this week. Um, We haven't gone for our clubs because there's nothing to celebrate. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was... and, And... you know, two outside of the Premier League. Look at that's I growth. Feel like, that's the the I feel range. Like, <laughs> can we like split that for like Mbappe versus Holland and then Parker versus David Moyes and give two managers? Oh yeah, two managers. Oh, yeah. Two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Good idea, Tans. We could do that. Um, I have got brains, guys. There's brains <laughs> in this people's head. Fair. Um, cool. So that means the that we move on to the next part which is Abdi's famed quiz. Quick quiz, which is never quick. So um... I hate these. <laughs> Go on, all right, Abdi. okay, cool. So, um, all right, cool. So this one is um, it's sort of similar to Who Am I, but also like, I just want you to guess these players. And then at the end, I want you to I'll ask you a question that links all of the players together and you can sort of come up with a link. But anyway, we'll go on my lead anyway. So first question is for Junior. I want you to name this player. I have played with Lucas Torreira, Yannick Balassi, and Joao Cancelo. And Fred. Never clear. I'm so bad at these. I'm so bad at these. Uh, Suarez. Is it Suarez? No. No, he didn't play with Yannick Bruno. Bruno Fernandes. Oh, I was never going to get that. All right, cool. Yannick Balassi. When did he play with Yannick Balassi? He went to sport in Lisbon. Oh. All right. Tanya, this one nice. is. Uh, I was on. I was on the bench with Jamie Vardy and Danny Drinkwater at Leicester in 2013 before I became a starter at my current team. Uh, I know this one. Yes. Ben Chilwell or someone like that? No. Uh, no, it's actually Harry Kane. <laughs> oh, is it Harry That's Kane? A, it's an iconic oh. picture. Was, well, it's not iconic. Is putting it quite strongly, but those two sitting <laughs> on the bench together at Leicester is is like a yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry Kane was at Leicester. Yeah, on loan. Well, I didn't know that. And he went to that. Norwich as well, I think. All right, guys, well, I'll be back in like two seconds. Like in a mug. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where's he going? Oh God! Abdi's gone on a on a. I'll be back in two seconds. Hold on. Uh, on a random one. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> how how can he man leave a quiz? Man left a quiz to go pee. His, his own quiz, <laughs> in it. <laughs> and this is why I say Abdi's famed quiz. It's never quick. He, he puts here quick quiz and he, a man leaves to go pee. <laughs> hey, shall we lock it off when he comes back? It's done. Just tell him it's done. No, yeah. I mean, I, I guess we can, we can go back and, and chat. Well, I don't know how long we're going to have, to be fair. Um, but <laughs> my guy just left. <laughs> my guy just left, people. So we're, we're, we're going on a random one here. Let's go back to the, the R3 clubs and, and the form. Because. Yeah. Um, Liverpool's next two games actually on paper look pretty decent. Uh, it's Sheffield United away and then Fulham at home. Mm. But it's, it's, games, yeah. it's the games that look good on paper for us that we've struggled in this season. Yeah. So I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually, like, I'm not going into these games full of confidence. Right, I'm, back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> All right. Let, me, all right let me just ask that final question. So, um, what's your 
more confidence levels guiding particularly just into your next game. Just make Not it brief. Good. Not good. Know, Who is it? Our next game is Leicester. Like Leicester after away, Benfica, yeah. <laughs> we got Leicester. So no. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's mad. We're gonna lose. <laughs> All right. Okay. Cool. Let's resume. No. The wait. Clip. Wait. 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 Tanya. What's your next yeah, and we've, we've got Burnley. And yeah. Burnley, for me, is one of them bogey teams, man. They always just make it extremely difficult. And it's I at think home, that's though, no? Be, I just think that's the worst game we could get at the moment, personally. Hmm. I feel like yeah. I want to play like a Leeds, you know? Burnley, well, that's, I'm not confident for that, if Fair. I'm honest. Fair. But anyway, moving on. Back on to Abdi's quiz. quiz. Your quick quiz. Your quick quiz. No, I man, I was gonna die. I had to. Do you, do you know what it is? I think I think Abdi just just heard my answer. Was like, you know what? I'm I'm done. I, I can't I can't listen to. <laughs> All right, okay, cool. Anymore. Next question. I just question from. No, no, no. I've got more questions. Next question. Um. All right. So, Mark, for my previous club, I play. I replaced one of my current teammates in in my current team, and I made my debut in the Champions League, scoring against Chelsea. So wait, I, I need you to repeat the first. So, so for my previous club, one of my previous clubs, I made my debut in the Champions League, scoring against Chelsea. But when I joined that club, I replaced one of my current teammates. Yeah, you lost me again. I got, yeah, <laughs> you, the, the lining of that question has lost me anyway. Yeah, um, so I'm just trying to think of players who scored against Chelsea. And in debut. the Champions League. Um, yeah, you lost me with the previous club and replaced him, yeah. but now he's my teammate uh, at a new okay. club. Yeah, it's a poorly worded question, but still, it's um, it's Mo Salah, actually. All right, cool. Uh, he, re- he replaced Shakiri at Basel, who's his uh, current teammate. Yeah, scored the winning yeah, goal against yeah, Chelsea yeah, in Champions yeah, yeah. League. I call shenanigans, please, because how can he give Mark a Liverpool question, Tanya's first question, he gives me Bruno Fernandes? Well, because <laughs> well, you'll see why, and I'll explain why. I'm not from All Portugal. Right. All right, all right, all right. Who's next? Junior. Uh, I was signed for my current club from Sheffield United after loan spells at Staley Bridge Celtic and, and Northampton Town. I've been my club's top scorer for the past two seasons running. Signed from Sheffield United? Wait, I didn't... Sheffield United, well, if he scored for his club Wait, two so, seasons running. So he currently doesn't play for Sheffield United, is that what you're saying? No. I signed for my current. I was signed from for my current club from Sheffield United. I had loan spells at Northampton Town and Staley Bridge Celtic. That's one team, so it's not Staley Bridge Celtic. They're called Staley Bridge yeah, Celtic. I got and that. I've been my club's current top scorer for the past two seasons. Nah, I don't know. Uh, it's Dominic Calvert Lewin. Uh, uh, was not, was not I would not have known that. But Everton. All right. So, so I want right, to see the league. Tanya, oh, I have scored over 100 Premier League goals and my pre-match meal includes two Red Bulls, coffee and cheese and ham. <gasps> oh, wonder who that can be. Vardy. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Thanks All right. for giving uh, me an Mark, easy one. I want you to name this career path, yeah? So I started off at Nottingham Forest and then these are my next clubs. Chelsea, Milton Keynes, well, MK Dons, um, Derby County, Middlesbrough, Crystal Palace, Norwich City, Burnley, Middlesbrough, and Leeds United. Is he a, does Junior he play knows. now? Junior, sorry, I can't come to you if he gets it wrong. Yeah. Wait, so does he play for Leeds now? 
Yeah, well, I mean, oh, I'll yeah. read the club again. It's Patrick Bamford. Yeah. It's Bamford, yeah. yes, correct. Yeah. I get, yeah, like, no, nah, I yeah. get Bruno Fernandes <laughs> with Yannick Balassi and then flipping Calvert-Lewin with... Chill, it's not a competition. Right, Calm down, right, my It's called a Junior, quiz. Junior, <laughs> the next question is, I came through the youth system at Schalke. I am my club's top scorer this season and this is my highest scoring season. Hold on. And then I have won three league titles and five domestic cups in my career. Do you want me to read Ooh. that to you again? Yes, please. Schalke. I came through the system at Schalke. I am my club's top scorer in my highest scoring season of my life. And I've won three league titles and five domestic cups in my career. Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, That's I... tough. Mm. No, nah, I don't know. Uh, it's Gundogan. Oh, uh, uh, that's, that's a good question. Can't be Aguero because he's not scored that many times. Right. Yeah, I thought it was a secret. All right, Tandy, you're next. Yes, uh, my darling. I scored, I, I scored on my <laughs> England debut. Okay. I've had, I've had two serious knee injuries, and I've been my club's top scorer for seven of the past eight years. I feel like this is an easy one that I should know, and the boys are going to be like, "How do I?" Do so a lot of these ones, a lot of these. So if I'm saying top scorers, then you sort of should know where they play. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, strikers. So With the exception not... of Gundogan. So yeah, thanks, Abdi. So, but you said knee scored... injury. Yeah, I've like Rashford or someone. Is it Rashford? Nah, it's, 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 no. it's Callum Wilson. Oh, Wilson. Okay. So he's so. been Newcastle's top scorer this season. Bournemouth's top scorer for almost forever. Two series. <laughs> scored in his debut against USA. So, all right, Mark. I previously won the EF. This is this is the last question, and then I've got one last question, basically, to see if um, you guys can figure it out. All right, I have previously won the EFL Young Player of the Year. Uh, I've previously been in the cha- I've been the Championship top scorer, and this season I've scored a memorable hat trick. Ollie Watkins. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. I knew that so, yeah. as well. So Mark, you got the most right. Um, but. This is a free-for-all, so if anyone can guess what... So the last question is, what was the link between all of these players? And why... You know, what's the what's the link? Right, so... Anyone, yeah. So the answers were... The answers were Bruno, Harry Kane, Salah, Calvert-Lewin, Vardy, um, Bamford, Gundogan, Wilson, and Oli They're Watkins. top scorers for their club currently. Mm, yeah. Not, 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 the, not the answer I was looking for. It's it's true, but that's not answer I'm looking for. But it's it's to oh. do with top scorers, yeah. Um, they broke records for their clubs. No. Oh, are they, are they the are they the top? The Premier League goal scorers list would they yeah, be the top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the top ten uh, goal scorers in the Premier League this season. Oh, oh. that's clever. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll see questions about all of them. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I don't like that. Man gave Daniel Tottenham. Oh, get over Liverpool, it, babe. And I got Bruno Fernandez. Hey, and Junior, Junior, Mark got two of his three questions right, and he got the link as well. So how he won, you know, there's no doubt of him winning it. Right, I've got another thing as well. Shenanigans. I've got another thing as well. I don't know if you want me to do it now or should I save it? It's it's the footballers in trouble with the law. Do you want me to drop it, Junior? <laughs> go on, go on. All right, I've got some mad ones, you know. <laughs> All right, so there's a player called Graeme Swan, yeah, who used to play for Sheffield Wednesday. 
And in 1962, him and two of his other players, uh, other teammates, bet on Sheffield Wednesday to lose their final match of the season against Ipswich Town. (laughs) Ipswich won the game 2-0. And (laughs) he says, although Swan says they won the match fairly, he also said he does not know what he would have done had Wednesday been winning. (laughs) So he openly admitted, said, he don't, if we were winning, I probably would have (laughs) tried to throw the game. And yeah, he got four months in prison. This one is probably the nuttiest one I've ever read. All right, cool. So the player called Nizar Trabelsi, he spent one season in Germany with club Fortuna Dusseldorf and he made just one league appearance for the club, scoring a goal. Uh, but after his first match, he was arrested for having connections to Al-Qaeda. Oh, my God. Trabelsi was convicted of plotting an attack against American soldiers stationed at a Belgian airbase. Wow. Also suspecting of plotting the Paris embassy terrorist plot and it was allegedly supposed to have been the suicide bomber who would, who would have carried out the attack. In 2003, oh, he got, ten, he, he got oh 10 God. years in prison. Wow, right, that so is mad. That, that is probably the wildest one I've ever read. He's All right, so next one. Gone? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so next one is George Best. We all know George Best, the legendary player mm. from Man United. Um, everyone knew he had a crazy lifestyle for the pitch. He was well known as an alcoholic. In 1984, he, his life hit rock bottom. He was convicted of drunk driving, assaulting a police officer and failing to answer bail and was thus and spent some time in jail. His, his crazy lifestyle would get the best of him, though, as his alcoholism would catch up to him, leading his death in 2005 at the relatively young age of, 90, of 59 years old. Um, weird, weird. I wouldn't say fun fact. Crazy fact, yeah is both George Best and Diego Maradona both died on my birthday. Wow. Yeah, wow. Mad, didn't it? Yeah. yeah so that my birthday, it was sort of like yeah, made... Crazy. Yeah, it was kind of made... And Freddie Mercury as well, so... Mad. Wow. No, your birthday's uh, cursed. All right, we also... I <laughs> right, got two more left. <laughs> Shall I just stop having it then, Taz? <laughs> <laughs> all right, just two more quickly before we can finish off here. Yeah. Um, we all saw Duncan Ferguson giving Seamus Coleman a big bear hug at the end of the game, but... Everyone knows him to be a bit of a nutcase. Um, he's got, he's had <laughs> four assault charges. <laughs> Those charges were just fine. Two of them being beating up taxi drivers. Um, the other <laughs> was with a fisherman. The charges stand out though was when he was playing for Rangers in 1994, he headbutted a defender. Uh, despite this being an on-field incident, Ferguson was sentenced to three months of prison for the headbutt. And one other one, I didn't write it down, but he also wants... Um, he some 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 guys were trying to burgle his house, and he beat them up and waited for them, and and then put them in like headlocks until the until the um, uh, police came as well. So, oh and the last one is we all remember Rene Higita, the 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 goalkeeper who did the uh, scorpion kick. Yeah, he yeah. Um, was imprisoned for being involved in a kidnapping. The kidnapping involved famous Colombian drug baron pa- Pablo Escobar. <laughs> No, while what? Higita's job was no, this is completely true. While his job was simply to deliver the ransom money, he was paid for his services, and it is against Colombian law to profit from a kidnapping. <laughs> so, but then he, this is his excuse. Eh? He says, "I'm a footballer. I didn't know about. I didn't know anything about kidnapping laws." footballers are mad you know do you know what it is yeah i just think they're bored they've got so much money they don't know what they're doing with it after time yeah. honestly mad these stories anyway Abdi? 
No, okay, cool. Yeah, so thank you very much, guys, for joining <laughs> us on this. Another, another, another. <laughs> another, 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 another. What's this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever, man. Let's end this rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a good path. Junior always laughs at me. I mean, it was Tanya this time. I was silent. Yeah. Whatever, man. I don't know what you're talking right, about. Okay, cool. we'll, we'll talk about that never. Bye. <laughs> Peace out. Bye. Bye, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.